Greetings and welcome to HPNA's Podcast Corner, your place for hospice and palliative nursing continual learning. Thank you for joining today's education. This is episode 17 with our guest, Keisha Davidson, uh, who's the Credentialing Program Associate for the Hospice and Palliative Credentialing Center. And Keisha's going to be joining us today to speak on the value of certification and, and, and her leadership role with supporting nurse certificates in the field and aspiring nurse certificates in the field. And in Keisha's role at the HPCC, she supports our role delineation studies, which determines what exam questions are gonna be uh, on the exams. She also serves to look at standard score setting expectations, examination development, administration and continuing competence of our, of our specialty certification program overall. And it's a privilege to have Keisha with us today. So welcome, Keisha, to this episode of HPNA's Podcast Corner. Thank you, Julie. I'm excited. This is something new for me, and I look forward to answering your questions. Oh, it'll be a treat. We are so glad that you're here and taking the time out. I know y'all have got a lot going on right now. We do appreciate you being here. And Keisha, I understand that congratulations are in order uh, for your recent appointment to the Board of Directors for the Accreditation Board for Specialty Nursing Certification. And for those of you listening, the acronym for that is ABSNC. And it's a very important component of our nursing certification process. And Keisha, if you could tell us more about the ABSNC, as well as your role in the Board of Directors for our listeners today. Oh, thank you, Julie. You know, I am humbled and excited to have been appointed and looking forward to serving on the ABSNC board. You know, I had applied in the past and I was not selected. So, you know, when the opportunity came to put my application in again, I pondered and I thought to myself, should I seek this appointment again? And it took me some time and the deadline was getting closer. And then I got an email from someone who said, you know, are you going to submit your resubmit your application? And at first I said, no, you know, I don't think it's right for me this time, maybe next year or maybe some other time. And the response, I didn't say that, but that was what I was thinking. And the response was, you know, we would, we're happy to have your application. So I took some time, I thought about it. I talked to some of my colleagues and support personnel that I go to when I, you know, just want to have a conversation. And, you know, through that conversation, I resubmitted the application. And then, you know, I went through another interview, which is never easy, but I was confident in what I was talking about and just thought I've done the best that I can. And, you know, I'll just wait and see what happens. So when I got that email that I was selected, I was really overjoyed. And, So the American Board of Specialty Nursing Certification was established in 1991 as the American Board of Nursing Accreditation Council. And so since 2009, ABSNC has been a separate and autonomous accreditation board that serves as only the uh, only accrediting body specialty dedicated to evaluating nursing certification programs. Through peer review mechanism, nursing certification organizations obtain accreditation by demonstrating compliance with the most rigorous industry standards. 
My role as a director on the board is the responsibility for the mechanism of the accreditation process for specialty nursing organizations, including the development of standards and publishing thereof, the setting of fees and the overseeing of the financial aspects of annual reporting, and then the director establishes the process for final determination of eligible specialty nursing organizations. So I'm very excited. I start July 1st, so it's very new to me and I look forward to serving and looking to what's ahead. You know, Keisha, that, that story right there is such a beautiful example of perseverance and leadership. You know, we have all, you know, tried and didn't succeed the first go round and you sharing that story just inspires me. You know, when you're looking at these, these national or regional or local leadership roles, this is examples of how nurses can get out there and make a difference. And to have you representing our nursing specialty, you know, within this role for ABSNC, it's just, that's, that's just fabulous. And I, I, I'm so excited for you. And thank you for putting our voice forward as certified nurses um, to the National uh, Credentialing Organization for Certificate Programs. That's just uh Remarkable. And like I said, congratulations in order. That is that is just fantastic. And it's just cool. That's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> so what led you to your HPCC role? How did you end up here? How did you end up at HPCC? Well, I sort of say nursing has been my calling, but I'm not a nurse. So ever since I graduated from college, you know, I've just been drawn to this industry, the healthcare industry. You know, when I graduated, I had had started a work-study job with UPMC, and I was part of a, a Western Psychiatric Institute study. So I worked there while I was in school, and I was actually going to school for accounting. So I always wanted to be an auditor. And then things, ha life happened, and I had to turn and look for something else. But I was determined to graduate. So I graduated and I, once I graduated, I was able to stay on this job that I worked through the uh, Western site. Uh, some time passed and I was looking for something different to do. Like, oh, this is not what I said I was gonna do. So I had signed up through a temp agency just to see what other opportunities in business because that's what I wanted to be in the business. And I received a, um, call from the temp agency about a temporary position through the oncology nursing society so i said well i'll take it it was good money something different and i needed a job so i went and i worked there and i enjoyed it i got to meet so many nice nurses and and work to uh, advance the uh, advance the oncology knowledge to nurses and I actually was able to move my role in that organization to the Oncology Nursing Certification Corporation and eventually to the for-profit subsidiary ONS Edge. So I had been there for a total of 15 years. And so I'm not new to the nursing membership and credentialing industry. So through my employment with ONS, I met Sandra Lee Schaefer, who was an advanced oh. oncology certified nurse and she would visit the ONS office often with her smile from time to time. 
she was the director of certification for HPCC during that time. So I had worked under a supervisor of a previous coworker who had taken a position with the Hospice and Palliative Nurses Association after their employment with OMS. So when the position became available, I was contacted by this colleague and agreed to set up an interview. It was great to be able to interview with old colleagues that I could call friends. I was offered the position, but initially I didn't accept it because I was still in the oncology world. So I had accepted, not accepted the position and continued to work in the oncology nursing space. Then about a year later, I received another follow-up from the friend that the position had been filled, but it had now been opened again. And here I am four years later. And like I said, it just must have been my calling. Well, Keisha, you and I both know how proud Sandy would be to not only know and to continue to, to see the benefit of having you part of, of the specialty of hospice and palliative nursing, but also for you sitting on this board of directors role. Uh, she would be very, very, very proud. That was a beautiful memory and a beautiful story. And it, it kind of, again, I'm starting to see a trend here, Keisha, with this perseverance thing. <laughs> so yes. that leads me in to my next question, which is to share a bit more about how you support nurses in certification, both as initial candidates and those looking to continue their certification throughout their career. Um, so perseverance brings a bell. And just tell us more about that. Tell us how you support. I'm certified as a certified hospital palliative nurse. So talk like you're talking to me. How do you support me as a, as a nurse? Yeah, well, there's so much that I try to do on a daily basis to support all of our candidate, initial candidates and, you know, our recertificate certificates who are going through the recertification process. You know, it's my role, it's my responsibility. So as a team member, you know, we make sure the examination process for initial candidates is as smooth as it can be, you know, that the information is current, you can understand it, and it's fair. So in my role, you know, we just are available to answer questions. If someone has a complaint, an issue, you know, they reach out to PSI. If they don't get it resolved, they reach out to HPCC. And again, our team members are very helpful in supporting things that come up um, during that time as initial candidate. You know, the content included in the candidate handbook is reviewed and is revised annually, as well as the requirements for certification. You know, again, I'm available to answer questions regarding these processes and CIS when needed. You know, we have people who call that may not be able to log in to their account. And I'm not a technical person, but I try my best to figure out what maybe the solution could be to understand why someone's not able to log into their learning plan or they may have created another account. So we have to get those issues resolved. So we get all types of things that, you know, that, um, in my role, I'm able to uh, assist with. You know, it's also the responsibility to listen to complaints or issues, you know, and, and we make our best to turn them into positive outcomes for any candidate or any certificate as they arise. It's never easy to hear complaints, but it's our job and it's our responsibility. And it's just, that's, you know, that's my support. As part of me supporting 
the, the candidate or certificate is listening to what they're saying and doing my best to answer their questions so they understand why our process is the way it is. And, but we listen and try to make adjustments as we can, when we can, and help to understand why things may be the way they are. Well, Keisha, I have to tell you, I have consistently been inspired by how, how, how much your support means to the people that are calling or emailing or, you know, the, the, the nurses from the field, the nurses from the academic medical centers, all of us that are out there that are trying to navigate certification. You know, where there's, there's what we're referred to, and it's not probably the correct term, but there's a firewall for our listeners between HPNA and HPCC. But every now and then, a certificate will email the education team at HPNA regarding a question or concern that they may have regarding the certification process. And, you know, we pass that off over to Keisha for, for follow-up and handle that kind of introduction or in the clinical world, that handoff to, to Keisha from education team. And, you know, I, I frequently, you know, get included in the thank you responses about thanking you, Keisha, for, for the time and for the detailed and the direction and the support that you've lended these nurses. And I read, I read those as they come across in my inbox as well in the follow-up. And, and it's truly inspiration. So your, your contributions that you make to, to support the nurses that are, that are out there is, is very remarkable. And you had said earlier in this podcast that your calling um, was to support nurses, that you're not a nurse, but you, that you want to support nurses. And Keisha, it's with positions like yours or what need have to be in place in order for us to be able to do what we do. And um, the value of that is, is so, so important. So on behalf of all of the nurses out there that have had the opportunity to work with you and the HPCC team, um, thank you for that guidance and direction. It's extremely valued. Oh, it's um, been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And, you know, if I could help one person and take away the stress of something, you know, other than what you have, they have to do on a daily basis, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. And that's what I look to do. So it, it is nice to receive those compliments. And some people apologize, and I tell them, you don't need to apologize. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's nice to, to have that feedback. But you know, that's, that's what I, that's my responsibility. So that's what I look to achieve. Well, it's it's inspiring. So your experiences, you're welcome, Keisha. Thank you. Your experiences um, that you've had throughout your your career, how have those experiences informed your leadership role in specialty nursing credentialing, which is where you are right now, not only leading at the HBCC level, but now leading at the national level? And so share with us how some of those experiences informed where you are today. Oh, Julie, this is so, you know, goes back 21 years, you know, as I previously mentioned, you know, I've been working for a professional nursing membership organization since 2000. So I have learned, you know, for lack of better word, a lot. (laughs) And that's just not professionally, you know, I have built 
long lasting relationships with professionals. You know, I'm friends with a lot of my nurses on Facebook, you know, that I just feel connected to, you know, previous, I, when I was worked for HPCC, the report, you know, I worked with the board. So I still am in contact with people that I have known, again, for over the past 21 years, as well as coworkers, you know, I have built just great relationships with co-workers that, you know, are trustworthy and that ha I have enjoyed working with, you know. I've learned a lot how to have a conversation with a customer that ends in a positive outcome, you know. I've been able to work under the supervision of leaders such as Sandy Lee Schrafer, you know, who unfortunately, you know, was taken away from us. But even that one year that I worked with her, I learned so much and the support I received from her was just incredible. You know, Annette Perry Bush is the current director of uh, certification. You know, I knew Annette because she's an oncology nurse. So I knew Annette from working at ONS. I didn't have to work with her directly, but I just had a relationship with her. So we work well together now and I'm learning so much with her about even accreditation and reaccreditation because she's had those experiences as a nurse. And then Cindy Miller Murphy, she was the executive director of ONS who hired me. So I was able to, um, learn under their leadership and them mentor me into the person I uh, am today. You know, they've all have successfully run certification organizations. You know, I have been given opportunities to further my education professionally. You know, I have been challenged to do things that I didn't think I would want to do. I'm not a very um, in the spotlight kind of person. I'm more of the behind the scenes. I would rather work behind the scenes than be in the forefront. That's just my personality. I don't mind doing it. It's just something that, you know, it's just not been mm -hmm. my forte. So this podcast was a challenge for me, but I'm excited to be able to share my story. So I've just gained important knowledge in the field of credentialing working in for the last pretty much 21 years in this, uh, in this industry. So, Keisha, it sounds to me like at this point it's where the mentee becomes the mentor, as Taylor and I say, when we're, you know, looking at how we can teach each other. And, and you know, having had the opportunities that you've had with these tremendous, you know, leaders and, and that mentorship relationship with them is what mentoring is all about. I mean, it's to be able to, to see someone that you believe has the ability to excel in, in leadership, whatever that role may be, however it may look. And I am sure that, again, Sandy is so proud. And all of your other leaders that you've worked with in certification. And, you know, it's remarkable to kind of have that point. And now you are at the point of being able to mentor um, other nurses coming up and other support team members coming up you know, not only through your HPCC role and that leadership role, but again, as inspiration for, you know, representing voices on national boards, which is extremely, extremely important. So what do you see? I mean, the topic of this podcast is the value of certification and specialty hospice and palliative nursing. So let's shift gears a bit here and talk to me about what do you see as the value of certification? Oh, Julie, this question has been on the front lines for a long time now. And I think we all understand the value in having something outside of what we normally 
may have. But, you know, I think meeting the standards of a competence through, a, you know, meeting the standards of competence through a rigorous exam, you know, validates your knowledge in the specialty. You know, through continuing education requirements, you know, certified nurses are committed to lifelong learning and maintaining their certification. So certification means you're a role model to other colleagues and you're an advocate for ongoing continuation, I mean, continuing education. You know, I see the benefits and the value of certification, including, but not limited to a personal and professional accomplishment. You know, to a, you're advancing the safety and the positive patient outcomes, you know, to instilling mm -hmm. confidence in patients and families so they feel comfortable. And, you know, there's been research that, you know, patients and families look for certified nurses. You know, they feel more comfortable with certified nurses taking care of them. So as well as refining processes in the quality of care and, and then improve employment out opportunities. So those are the some, again, not limited, but those are the things that I see as value in the certification. And each of those things, you know, makes my heart smile because, you know, it is, it is what the families look for. You know, I mean, to be able to say I'm certified as a hospice and palliative nurse, certified as a hospice and palliative licensed nurse, advanced practice nurse, pediatric nurse, you know, perinatal loss nurse, all of the the certifications within our specialty, it sends that message of, of competence, you're right, I mean, that is probably the right word, but more so of your commitment to making sure that their loved one gets that care. And it's also an element of pride. Um, you know, when we teach our certification review courses at HPNA, you know, we end the last slide of our, our of our you know course on the last day of the course. It's always, you know, become your signature. You know, mm -hmm. be Julie Tanner or you know BSN or CHPN, um, and that CHPN on the end of your signature is not only a message to your families and your employers and you know your colleagues and your peers. Um, but it's a message to yourself every time you look or sign that signature that this is who you are. You've taken that one step beyond to become, you know, considered a specialty, you know, a competent specialist within your field. And so it's just, it's a privilege to hold the certification. And, you know, I, I just, I, it is. <laughs> you know, yes, it, I mean, that's all you can say. It, it is it's very, it's very, you know, rewarding you're looked for and you're, you're the go-to person and people value what you have to say and you know they look for you to be that support. So yes, it's very a valuable thing. That's great. So we've had a crazy year um, and I know that the, the COVID-19 pandemic presented enormous challenges in the care and the access it also impacted the processes that we normally would have in place for, for certification and recertification. And so just kind of as a general overview, what challenges um, did you see or are you seeing with nurses that are faced um, right now? What are they facing in maintaining their certification? And how has HBCC supported them 
with those challenges during these unique times? Well, that's a great question. And that's one that we've had to challenge ourselves with over the last year and a half now, feels like that, you know, how can we can support and still live up to our standards of the certification and meet our requirements for our accreditation of our, of our credentials. So, you know, we recognize that life in general has been getting busier and busier, both professionally and personally. You know, HPCC has a renewed focus on the convenience associated with all aspects of certification from exam scheduling to recertification. So, you know, we're again here, if someone needs us to step in to help with the schedule and appointment, to help to figure out how to do something on the application. So one new, uh, you know, attribute into implemented last year was the enabling of the auto syncing of CNE courses through the Hospice and Palliative Nurses Association. So HPCC will also, you know, we've been able to, when you complete activities through HPNA, the courses are, you know, automatically synced into your learning plan within an hour. So that just eliminates five minutes. If it's just five minutes of the time that you mm -hmm. have to take to enter your activities into your learning plan, because we know that's not always the quickest process. So anything we can do to try to streamline a process or eliminate some time it may take you to finish out a process, you know, we always look for those, um, what's the word I'm trying to say, sorry. We're always trying to do those things. Yeah, opportunities. Correct, correct. <laughs> you know, we'll also be implementing, you know, future enhancements to streamline the processes as much as possible. So we, we take a look with the board of directors every year and we review our processes and our, our um, you know, survey results and we, we make efforts to, to change things when we can. Well, I'm here to underline theme here of valuing the nurse's time. You know, yes. one of the things that you do and that example of that automatic syncing that was a huge lift for, for us, for HVNA, for us to be able to facilitate that at the member's request. And to be able to know that the impact of that project build has in turn impacted the value of time on the certificate end is rewarding for all of us to have that. And I talk a bit about, um, I recall that y'all did some, some extensions on Time yes. For yeah, I was just getting ready to go into that. So, you know, again, challenges with COVID, you know, and the pandemic, with the pandemic and certificates being able to meet the deadline for recertification, particularly for certification expiring in 2020, you know, with the demands of combating the virus. So HPCC recognized this as an additional burden, adding to the reality of the pandemic and the toll it took on essential workers. So to relieve this burden, HPCC extended the due date for certificates who expired through June of 2020 and removed any fees associated with extending the certification date. This allowed certificates an additional six months to complete the recertification. So, you know, again, that may have, you know, we try to do our best and include things that we are capable of doing. And you know we're proud to be able to offer that extension to those who were in that um, in that time frame. We also developed and launched a financial hardship application because there were 
you know, for someone to request a modification of these. So who may have experienced a loss of employment, a decrease in work hours or, or any similar circumstances as far as their own health that may, they may not be able to pay for their certification, recertification, or, you know, a fee that may be associated with getting their certification in during the extended time frame. So we, you know, we implemented those two things and, and I think most were grateful to, to have that opportunity of that extension. And again, meeting the needs of the nurses from a support standpoint at the field level, that's just another example of, you know, how important the work is that HPCC does to support the certification process for, for our specialty. And there's a pretty, pretty phenomenal examples there, Keisha. You know, with some of the things and it doesn't have to make, I mean, it doesn't pertain to COVID or the pandemic, but another challenge we do face is the confusion on the recertification process and the requirements. So, you know, we have our guides that are on our website that you can review, but we, you know, they're reviewed yearly and we've developed, again, guides and FAQs and videos to assist with the process to make it more understandable. You know, we keep an open mind to feedback we receive from our certificates and make every effort to fix problems or concerns as we can. So I just want to reiterate that no one's comments are left unnoticed. You know, we, we review them, we take them seriously, and we implement things as we can. Absolutely. You know, Keisha, I went through HPAR recertification, I think in 2018. God, oh, it's been two years. Yes, I know it's been since I've been here, yes, because I recently. Wow. <laughs> And, you know, it was intimidating. It was intimidating to me just to sit down and start because, you know, it just, uh, for some reason, I kept putting it off and putting it off. And then, of course, I got within, like, the three-month deadline. It's like, I can't put it off. And I just sat down one Saturday afternoon. I remember where I was sitting and exactly the moment in time that I said, I'm going to go do it. And I started opening the resources that were available on the website and I started reviewing all of the facts and looking and it had everything that I needed to get that job done. And it took me probably four hours of work by the time start to finish as far as I'm, you know, getting all my CE documents and all of that in a row, but the resources were exceptional. And so for those of you from an advice from the field, if you're postponing it, it's really not as overwhelming as you think it is in your own head. The resources are remarkable. So um, they all have done an exceptional job in, in making those available for us out there that need them. So let's switch gears here for a minute, Keisha. Um, this is about you. What inspires you? So what inspires me? So being with my family, you know, and celebrating life, you know, is an inspiration. You know, each day, especially during this COVID, you know, you're not promised. So being able to now finally be with my family and, and, and be safe is, is an inspiration, you know, of living. You know, positive people and that environment inspires me. You know, I was able to take a, um, uh, diversity, compassion, integrity uh -huh. training, a compassion to integrity. Integrity, uh, integrity training. And it was so inspiring to 
and it was with nurses, of course. I was invited by the Holistic Nurses Association to, to participate. And so it was just inspiring to listen to these nurses every day and what they do and how they combat issues and you know and have, having compassion. So it is really, it was a really good course that I, I really enjoyed taking. And again, in the company of, of the nurses that who, from all walks of life. So the half glass full inspires me. Being able to know that there's an option outside of the bad, you know, that you can find, that inspires me. You know, being part of a solution inspires me. Genuine people inspire me. You know, admitting I have flaws, that inspires me to, to do better or see things from a different, you know, different angle. You know, when I can help a candidate candidate through an initial certification or a certificate who has trouble with recertification, you know, I'm inspired to make a difference in that just five minutes that I may speak with that person, you know, and I've received very nice notes of thanks. And that's encouraging because I'll get some responses to say, you know, I was not going to recertify, but I'm glad I was able to talk to you. And now I feel better. I feel comfortable getting through this process. And we're here, you know, we're here to make that a smooth transition. And then I also have a friend, you know, on a personal note, who has a son who's battling, you know, a disease, a rare disease. And for him to be, he's just turned 16. And just for him to be so um, resilient under his circumstances that he's been faced with since he was born that, you know, the doctor said he would live till he was three, you know, and here he's 16. You know, he's yeah. just been an inspiration. I've met him through my son's basketball league. You know, my son plays basketball and his uh, and her sons played basketball. And so I just met them over the last course of the three years, but just to hear his story and, you know, see her Facebook posts of him at Daily and how he's just resilient in his, um, during his battle, it's just very inspiring. So, you know, lots of things that happened over the year that were discouraging, but, you know, there's a lot of encouraging things that kept, kept, kept me inspired during it all. And even Daily, you know, Akisha, that's beautiful. And I have to, I mean, just listen to it. I mean, you're just, you, you can tell it's in your soul, you know, this, this positive attitude, class, class half full approach. And I see it every time I work with you. It's so genuine. And you referenced back to the Holistic Nurses Association and that um, um, equity, diversity, inclusion, compassionate uh, in our CE program that they offered. Um, that is a mark. You actually inspired me to go through that same course. Oh, wow. um, because it was you were telling sharing with me how valuable it was to you. So I went through it, then I passed it over to Connie Dolan, then she went through it, and then she oh, passed wow. it. So that one mention of conversation that we were having an afternoon after a staff meeting, and how we got there, that continues to move that 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 ripple effect of that inspiration moving moving out from you, from your center. Um, and Taylor, when Taylor's our multimedia, she's in this production right now. Taylor, we probably should put a link to that site. I'll pull it for you, Keisha and I can, um, to tie into this because it really is a remarkable program on DEI and compassionate care. And then the other thing that you said in that, Keisha, was just being inspired by your own challenges and your own you know, being able to look at yourself, that's just another example of what we call that self-reflection or that, you know, inner introspection of ourselves as leaders, as colleagues, and 
it's another example of, of the strong leadership traits that you carry and you know what what we what we are as as leaders so with that my dear we're going to kind of wrap things up here with our last question of the day which is what is your vision for hospice and palliative nursing leadership save the best question for last that's right <laughs> thanks julie it's been so yeah, so you know <laughs> looking through the lens of certification you know becoming a leader for hospice and palliative nursing includes being certified in the specialty you know certification is available for the broad range of nursing roles, including the nursing assistant, the licensed practical and vocational nurse, pediatric registered nurse, the registered nurse, and advanced practice registered nurse. You know, so the opportunity for these nursing roles to earn HPCC certification demonstrates the commitment to personal development, continued competence, and leadership. So my vision is for every hospice and palliative care nurse is cared for by, I mean, I'm sorry, my vision for every hospice and palliative care patient is cared for by a, a hospice and palliative certified nurse. Oh, Keisha, that's a beautiful vision. Absolutely beautiful vision for every hospice and palliative care patient to be cared for by a certified hospice and palliative care nurse. That should be all of our vision. And, uh, with that, Kisha, we would like to thank you so much for taking time out of your day today and sharing with us your experiences, your leadership contributions, and the importance of certification and the value of certification, and most importantly, your journey as a leader. And um, thank you so much for participating us with our podcast corner. With that, we will conclude today's program. Thank you very much. Are you looking to certify your nurses in hospice and palliative care? How about obtaining HPNA memberships for your team? HPNA's Employer Partner Program offers volume discounts on memberships, certifications, and educational material. To qualify, you must commit to a minimum purchase of 10 memberships, 10 certification exams, or 10 Polaris e-learning packages over a 12-month period. Find out if the Employer Partner Program is the right fit for your organization by contacting Cynthia McCloskey at cynthiam at hpna.org or by calling 412-282-8213.